I'd like to invite all the children to come and join me up here if you're here in the sanctuary or if you're worshiping from home, just to move a little bit closer to your screens and, and join us for a special moment together. Come on up. Good morning. Welcome, welcome. So glad to see you. Here comes everybody. Come on up. Thank you. Glad to see you. If you want to bring a parent or friend with you, please feel free. We're all children at heart, aren't we? <laughs> okay. I'm wondering how many of you have ever seen the ocean? Have you ever seen the ocean? Some of you have seen the ocean. Well, the ocean. How many of you have seen the ocean? We've got a lot of people who have seen the ocean. One thing I love to do when I go to the ocean is to sit on the sand and just listen and watch the waves come in. So what I want you to do is, is close your eyes and imagine with me that you're sitting on the beach and you're watching the waves of the ocean. Let's make a sound that sounds like the waves. Okay, you can open your eyes. One of the things that's so amazing to me about the ocean is that it never stops. The waves just keep coming and coming to the shore and they never stop. The, the ocean is never still. And that makes me think about God's love and how God's love is always coming toward us. God's love never stops. God never stops loving us. So I hope that sometimes you might close your eyes and think about the waves of the ocean being like God's love that is always, always for you. And God never, ever stops loving us. That's what our Bible lesson was about this morning. And if we learn nothing else in church, that's the most important lesson, that God always loves us and will never, ever stop loving us. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we thank you for loving us always and that nothing will ever stop your love for us. We thank you for beautiful places like the ocean that can remind us of your love. Help us never to stop loving you, never stop loving ourselves, never stop loving our neighbors. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Thank you all so much, and if you're three, four, or five, you can go with Pastor Maggie and Pastor Nancy to Children's Church, and otherwise you can go back and sit with parents or friends. It's not a bad practice these days, every once in a while, just to close your eyes and imagine you're at the beach. <laughs> I find that helpful sometimes. This Sunday, we are coming to the end of our worship series that we have called Love Always. If you are worshiping with us for the first time, we have been making our way slowly over the past few weeks through the verses of 1 Corinthians 13 that are printed on the front of your bulletin where the Apostle Paul describes what agape, love, the love of God, looks like and acts like. Love is patient, 
kind, does not rejoice in wrongdoing, rejoices in the truth. And today we come to the culmination of those verses as Paul says, love never ends. As I studied these three words this week and took a little time to go look at the, at the Greek words, which I like to do even though I don't remember much of my New Testament Greek, I realized that there may be a better translation of these words. The NRSV says love never ends, but there are several English translations that say love never fails. And the Greek word is actually ekpipte, which means to fall out or to fall off, to grow weary and stop, perhaps, to droop. And Paul seems to be saying that God's love never droops, never stops, never falls off. It is constant. It is always for us, always toward us. I was thinking about um, David and I went to the Predators game on Thursday, and in the, it's not called halftime, I can't remember what it's called, the time between the periods, they had a contest and they had three people who tried to hit the puck from one goal all the way down to make the other goal, and if they made it, they won $35,000. Nobody made it, unfortunately, but the third guy got really close, and he hit the puck, and it was going, 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 and then this far from the goal, it stopped. That's ekpipte. God's love doesn't do that. God's love does not slow down or stop. It is always for us, constantly moving toward us, embracing us, working in us to transform us and the world. Love never fails. One of the reasons I was so drawn to exploring these verses of Paul for several weeks is because at the deepest core of my being, it is the deepest belief I hold that God is love. Unconditional love always moving toward us and our calling is to receive that love and to be shaped by it. To allow the agape of God to shape how we love ourselves, how we love other people, even how we love our enemies as Jesus taught us to do. It is at the deepest core of what I believe. And yet this week I've had some questions about love and what love looks like, lived out in our world. We've all watched with horror as Russian troops invaded Ukraine. And we see events like this happening in our world and, and ask the question, what does is, what is love have to say to that? Is there a time when, when we have to choose something else that's not love in order to navigate the world that we live in? Some of you have heard me tell this story before, but when our son Tate was little, from about age 6 to age 12, it was all Star Wars all the time. We had lightsabers, we had blasters, we had the Millennium Falcon, we had all the action figures. And one time after church on Sunday, we were talking at lunch, and I asked Tate, what did you talk about in Sunday school today? And he said, well, we talked about love, and God is love, and you're supposed to love everybody, and love is good. And then he paused and said, but you know, sometimes love doesn't work, and you just need a blaster. <laughs> and I wonder sometimes, is that what we think 
Is that what I think, really? That sometimes love does fail. Sometimes love isn't what you need and we need to pick up something else to respond to aggression, to respond to things happening in our world. But then I go back to these words of Paul in the eighth chapter of Romans, where we really see him in such beautiful, poetic, transcendent language talking about this love of God that will never stop, that will never be broken. There is nothing in heaven or on earth that will ever separate us from the love of God. God never stops loving. Everything God is and does is love. And for the first time this week, I've heard that in a different way, that nothing should ever separate us from love, that there's nothing that should ever cause us to set love down and choose another way, that we should never give up on love because love never fails. So maybe we have to examine what we think love is or what we understand love to be. We've talked about love being patient and kind. We've also talked about love not rejoicing in wrongdoing, but rejoicing in the truth. Would love ask us to stand by as a bully beat up on someone who was weaker? Does love ask us to just roll over and be passive when we see wrongdoing injustice and oppression in the world? Did we not just hear the baptismal questions that we are called to resist evil injustice and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? How does love do that? I think the best place to start for me as I've wrestled with this question this week is Jesus. Love looks like Jesus going into the temple and knocking down all of the tables and calling the temple leaders to account for the ways that their practices were oppressing the people and how they were twisting the image of who God is. It looks like Jesus standing in front of a woman who was being shamed because she'd been caught in adultery and looking her accusers in the eye as they held their weapons and called out their hypocrisy until they set their weapons down. It looks like Jesus standing up to Pontius Pilate and speaking truth without fear. It looks like the Apostle Paul writing these words about love to a church that had suffered persecution and even been kicked out of the city of Rome, many of them. Paul himself having been flogged and stoned and run out of town and imprisoned, willing to stand up for the love of God and the cause of Christ in the face of empire. Love looks like Harriet Tubman, knowing in her core her deep belovedness and not accepting her enslavement, having the courage to escape and then to go back to the land of her captivity and through darkness and subversion and secrecy lead others to freedom. Love looks like a motorcycle gang forming a line of protection around a family that's mourning the death of a loved one so that angry, hate-filled protesters couldn't get to that family. 
Love looks like a family having the courage to gather around a family member and say, we love you enough to draw a boundary. And unless you get healing and help for your addiction or healing and help for your harmful, abusive behavior, we cannot continue in this kind of relationship. Love at times calls us to draw boundaries, to stand up, to resist aggression. Love is not just passive and allowing evil to have its sway or abuse to continue or untruth to be perpetuated. Love, according to Paul, is the strongest power in the universe. Love never fails, Paul says. Paul tells us that the love of God is always moving toward us, always at work in our world to bring about the kingdom of God, to bring about the beloved community, to bring about the well-being of all people. And our response as those who receive this love is to do all we can to participate, to be instruments of love and peace and justice and wholeness and to hold on to that deep faith and belief that love never, ever fails. Amen.